In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes in order to assure us that we will shine in the kingdom of the Father. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome back, many of you, to uh, this space. Uh, we're, we're glad to have you here. And uh, those of you that are worshiping online with us, we're glad to have you here along with us as well. And, uh, and, and this is a momentous day. It, it's partially a momentous day in that you will notice that there is something missing about me. There's something missing right about here. My girls noticed it this morning when I was up and they said, Daddy, your beard is gone. And that was a purposeful move. It was a move that was long, long ago prophesied right around Easter Sunday. Um, now, if you're a, a longtime member of, of University Lutheran or you, you've been around with us a, a, an Easter or two, you know that I mean, my normal habit is that I start growing um, my beard in, in the wintertime, and then that goes all the way up until Easter. And then uh, when Easter comes, I, I always shave for Easter. That, that's always kind of that moment. But this year, this year I, I said, well, yeah, Easter doesn't really feel like Easter, uh, it, it feels like something else because at, at the time we, we were still uh, without a whole lot of people in, in this room. It, it was only just the people that were volunteering for the live stream that were in this room at, at that time. And there has been a lot of change. You know, even if you just go back to that video from uh, from Easter, you'll you'll notice that there's all sorts of different changes. The camera angle is different. The camera angle is much better. The lighting is a whole lot better. The sound is is phenomenally better. Thank you, Bill. Um, and and so we, we figured out a whole bunch of stuff since that Easter time. And, and back in that Easter, I, I remember I said, and I even went back and, and watched the video and, and listened to my own sermon to double check what I, what I said there. And I remember saying in that sermon that when, when we got back, that, that it would be like a celebration of Easter. And, uh, and at the time, I, I felt that it was going to be a, a different celebration, though. I, I didn't think that, that it was just going to be kind of a handful of people in this room. Uh, in my mind, I had in mind our full Easter that, that we kind of remember. Uh, our, our Easter that's uh, you know packed to the walls and there's all sorts of great food around and kids are running around high on sugar and uh, it, it's a great time. And as we look at this kind of uh, uh, another mini Easter, and, and that was what that sermon was about back then, was that every Sunday is really kind of a mini Easter, and so this one is too. It's just a little bit more of a mini Easter in that we do have some people here with us, and this sense of a sort of this is another Easter is one that's filled with some of the same bittersweet sensations, some of the, the same sensations of uh, re rejoicing in, in many of you online, hearing some of those familiar voices in, in the background. Uh, ma many of you hearing um, a, a lot of stuff that you haven't heard in a while. And yet at the same time, 
uh, we, we're still in the midst of this virus outbreak. We're, we're still wrestling with what's going on in our world. And in fact, uh, we're wrestling with so much more than just a virus outbreak. We're, we're dealing with stuff uh, in, in our politics. We're dealing with stuff in our interpersonal lives where we're dealing with all sorts of things. And, and so uh, we look at this mini Easter that we have uh, this Sunday set at the beginning of our week, which means that it's also in some ways set at the end of our other week. And, and we start to reflect and, and we start to say, okay, well, well, what happened here? What happened, God? Why are we still dealing with a virus? Why, why isn't it Easter yet, God? Why, why are we still dealing with racism? Why are we still dealing with politicians? Why are we still dealing with so many things that we don't want to deal with? And I think the Holy Spirit it was kind of working his magic as he does when he, he dropped this gospel reading in as the reading that we're taking a look at today. This gospel reading that is the parable of the weeds of the field or the parable of the tares, if you're slightly more King James Version. I've missed that, that little chuckle from, from Blake over there. And we've, we've got this here. And, 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 you know, in some ways, this is us. This is us. We're, we're, we're going to God and we're, we're saying to God, God, did you not sow good seed in your field? And if you did, why is there all of this nasty stuff cropping up? Why, why is there all of uh, this sin that's cropping up in my life and in the lives of others? Why is there all of this brokenness in the world around us, not only just in the natural world and that there's a virus that's infecting all sorts of people, but also in, in terms of our human world that is kind of stacked on top of that natural world? Why is there all of that brokenness? Why? And, and we can start to, to question God. We, we can start to come to God and, and say, Lord, I'm suffering. Lord, I don't understand why there are weeds here. And we know from last Sunday's parable, the parable of the sower, that there's a legitimate reality to that. We are kind of afraid of being choked out by the weeds. I mean, that's what Jesus said in that parable was that, uh, that one of the things that we had to watch out for was being sown into ground that had weeds and thorns and that that could be a problem because those plants that are sowed among those things can be choked out, can be, ha have their nutrients stolen from them. And so we're concerned. And so just like the servants, we, we go to the master and we say, what happened here? And the master says very plainly, an enemy did this. And I, I think maybe a, a little bit of, of our response to that is, well, I guess that's a good answer, God. 
An enemy did that. At least a friend didn't do this to us. And then Jesus gets deeper with his disciples a little bit later. He, he tells us that that enemy that did this is Satan, that he's the one who sows this discontent among us. He sows this brokenness in the world, the one who is our enemy. And so then the, the response of the people in the story is, well, do you want us to just go and uproot all of the evil stuff that we see? And first of all, that's an amazing task to even think about doing. But secondly, there, there's kind of the, this notion of like, how, how would you even do that? You, know, you, you think about it, and, and normally what we think is, well, I am going to go weeding, but I'm going to go weeding uh, in somebody else's life. Thank you very much. I, I'm, I'm not going to be doing any weeding here. No, this, this plot of ground, mm, this plot of ground is prime real estate. But in reality, you're full of weeds. I'm full of weeds. You're full of weeds. And so when the master says, no, let them grow up together. That's actually gospel for us. Because he doesn't want us to be uprooted. He doesn't want our lives to be utterly destroyed. Because if this was just about uprooting all of the sin out of your life right now, you would be left a bloody mess. Because you're not able to do that. And God's not able to do... Wait, he is able to do that, but he's not willing to do that to you. And so when God says, no, let, let them grow up together for now. I'm okay with that weedy little patch over there. It's going to produce some stuff. But I'm willing to let it grow up. Until. And that's good news as well. In fact, that's better news for us. It is not that God will allow us to exist with our sins. But also that there is one day when he will send his angels. And they will remove every cause of sin from our lives. That is going to be a great Easter. When the angels come and they remove the racism out of our lives, they remove the tensions that we have politically from our lives, when they come to erase the anger out of our lives, when they come to erase the hatred out of our lives, when they come to erase the lust out of our lives, when they come to erase the idolatries out of our lives, when they come to erase all of the things that are causes of sins out of our lives, and we are then able to grow up into the sun of God, the bright, righteous sun 
that will shine into our lives. And we even get a a small moment of that in each one of these small Easter's that we have every Sunday. That we have this moment of recognizing that God has promised to us a day when we won't have to wear masks anymore. We won't have to be careful about how we treat one another anymore. Where we won't have to even worry about upsetting somebody else with the words that we use anymore because we then will be completely righteous just as he is righteous. And so now we're in this moment. We're in this moment of suffering. We're in this moment that Paul tells us is a moment of suffering, but it's, it's not a moment of suffering that is worth comparing to that moment of heavenly joy. And Paul actually tells us to keep our minds on that moment. He keeps, keep our minds on the moment when all of this will be set right. And maybe that moment could even be better than a full sanctuary. Maybe that moment could even be better than a great potluck. Maybe that moment could be even better than that nauseating pastel outfit that you had picked out. Maybe that moment will be a moment where we all celebrate that our sins have been taken away from us for the sake of Christ who died on the cross, paying the price for all of those things that cause sin. And until that moment, may we strive ever upward. May we try to grow above the weeds of our lives and experience more of the Son of God shining onto us. May you this week walk out into this world of suffering. And may you walk out into it knowing that that suffering is there because the evil one has put it there. But may you also know that there comes a day because of Christ that all of our suffering will end. And we will celebrate in an eternal Easter. Amen.